Welcome to Fielding Questions, a podcast produced in collaboration between Ag Country Farm Credit Services and the Red River Farm Network that explores the world of farm finance and rural life. Joining us is Vice President of Insurance and Commodity Marketing Education, Rob Froning. This most recent WASDE report, what were the changes that we saw and how is that impacting market movement? You know, the report had a, had a lot of things, a lot of information in it. Uh, basically, the, the, the biggest news is we saw increase in yield um, substantially on the corn, uh, a little bit uh, unexpected for the market as far as what we were expecting. Uh, also saw a slight increase in the soybean, which wasn't quite as much. Uh, but we did see, uh, on the other side of that, we did see some, some increase in usage on the corn. So our, our overall ending stocks didn't increase as much as the, the production side did with that increase in yield. So uh, still wasn't necessarily, isn't necessarily favorable to the market, um, but it wasn't quite as negative as it could have been had we, we not seen that increase in, in usage as well. So the, the net result there uh, did uh, you know show a little bit of uh, bearish information. I don't know that it's going to completely swing the market, but uh, I think uh, the market did kind of expect some increase. It just wasn't quite as much. It was a 1.9 bushel increase in that corn, uh, up to 174.9 bushel uh, per acre across the U.S. And uh, that was just a little, little more than expected. So we uh, saw, saw the, the market, of course, react to that, and, and then, like I said, the, the usage also increased. So that helped. And of course, we're up here in the the Red River Valley. We're still seeing some harvest action. Um, anything else on on markets front that we should have in mind here as we finish that out? Yeah, I mean we, we are still trying to to get the rest of the crop out. Uh, of course, the uh, snow here a week or two ago didn't help in some of our areas. So, uh, hoping for some warm weather. Although the weather seems to be cooperating, and even the the forecast here looks like we might warm up a little more to get rid of. Uh, some of that snow and get some of those crops out of the, the field as well. So, uh, you know, right now again, that's the market's uh, going to react to to the WASD right now in the in the near term. Uh, we are looking at South America as you know they are you know in the middle basically of planting. I think Brazil's uh, just short of 50 percent of their soybeans planted for the year. Um, they're going to continue to 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 go with that. There's a couple of wet areas down in in Brazil, and of course there's a couple of dry areas, which is uh, you know, typical for South America. Uh, so the, the weather is going to watch that as well, see how that crop is. Um, we didn't really, the USDA didn't change any numbers for, for South America, um, but they are still looking at pretty big crop down there for, for the South American crop, even uh, projecting bigger than last year on the soybeans, which was a record crop. And so we're looking at, at a lot of bushels down there uh, projected. We're a long ways from them being harvested. And so the market's going to continue to, to watch that as well and, and watch the weather as, as planting continues into the growing season uh, is definitely going to in, influence and impact our crop because we're definitely uh, you know reliant on the exports of the, the soybeans from the U.S., which uh, some of those numbers, the, the export numbers, isn't necessarily as um, good for, for, for the U.S. on the soybean side as far as where we are you know, year-to-date projected uh, compared to a year ago. Soybeans and wheat actually are a little bit behind the pace that we set last year. Corn is actually uh, above or at a faster pace than we were a year ago. So, uh, again, a little bit of a mix and f- mixed news there. Uh, local to the to the valley here, Red River Valley here, the spring wheat actually is on pace a little bit stronger than last year on exports. And so um, not, not drastically and not that the 
it's it's a huge demand in, in raising the the price too much, but every little bit helps. And these markets are watching every bit from, like I said, the the weather to the usage to the yield and stuff. And uh, just some some information has come out here recently that is going to keep an eye on. And switching gears a little bit, some announcements on ERP as those start to roll out or get closer to that point. Uh, what are we looking at there? Yeah, so ERP isn't, it's in and of itself, isn't really a new program. Uh, we've had it here and we've received payments for uh, uh, 2020 and 2021. Last December, they announced uh, funding for the 2022 crop. And we're just finally now starting to get this plan to roll out here, although we're, even though we're in the November of 23. Um, but uh, FSA, uh, from my understanding, they've, they've sent out, they're, they're doing similar to the, to the last run where they're going to have, instead of calling them phases, they're calling them tracks, but they're going to be track one and track two going simultaneously at the same time. The biggest thing our producers need to know is track one is for those producers who had a crop insurance claim or a NAP claim uh, through the FSA program for their 22 crop. If they received a, a claim payment somehow from insurance, um, FSA is running those applications. They've got all of the information and the data to pre-fill the application. They're sending it out to the individuals. Uh, they are to review it for accuracy and then uh, sign and return. Um, you do have to have a qualifying cause of loss. In the past, drought has pretty much covered most of our area because we have been dry for a while, but it does also cover um, floods, derechos, uh, winter storms, freezing, uh, excess moisture, and some of those other things. So um, those would probably be the qualifiers for us this year. And so they just need to, to verify which of those causes of loss created that reduction uh, in their yields uh, to certify that and, and send back, if, again, if they've already had a, a claim paid. Um, for those who didn't have a claim paid, similar to what phase two worked in the, in the past, they have track two. We're basically then we're filling out uh, forms and documents based on our tax returns um, as far as the revenue. And we look at a benchmark year, whether it's 2018, 2019, compare that to the actual uh, loss year. And for taxes, you can use 22 or 23. Uh, depending on how you uh, handle your tax returns and your typical revenue off of a, a, a crop year. So uh, that's going to be very similar. They did add to that. Uh, you can also, if, if you don't have those benchmark years and want to use an expected revenue worksheet, there's some tools out there on the FSA website that they can complete to establish what was their expected revenue versus what their actual revenue was as well. So things to, to use. I will caution people, uh, this year they have uh, a new term out there um, calling it, I believe it's a progressive factor, uh, I believe is the, the term that they're, they're using. Uh, that is going to reduce substantially the amount of payment that is out there. So in the past, when we calculate out what our payment was, we received 75% of that, not to exceed 125000 per limit. Now it's that it's whatever the 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 payment should be times 75% times this progressive factor, which could be as little as 10%. So again, if you do the, the math on that, on the $100,000 expectation, we go down to 75,000 with the 75% and then use that 10% factor, we're all the way down to $7,500. So um, I think we're gonna see some substantial decreases or not as large of payments as in the past. Um, so those are just things to, to keep an eye out and, and be aware of. All right. Anything else that we should touch on here before we let you go? 
Uh, you know, in the last few uh, months, I've been talking a lot about livestock and LRP and where these uh, markets have been on cattle. We have seen a little bit of a turn here uh, in a negative fashion. A little, the, the market has turned a little bearish. We've lost some, some ground on that. Uh, people looking to background some calves maybe into uh, February or March. Want to maybe take a look at that and see if we can lock in some uh, some prices there with the LRP policy, livestock uh, risk protection policy, and uh, hopefully the market doesn't keep going down. But we have seen a little bit of negativity in that market here, so uh, just uh, encourage people to keep an eye on that. Rob Browning joining us for Fielding Questions. If you have a question about a financial topic, we would love to hear from you. You can send Ag Country a message on Facebook, reach out on X, or submit your question using their website at www.agcountry.com.